Amen. <laughs> there it goes. I haven't heard tonight. This message may sound strange because I've never really heard a message like this. Um, it may feel out of place. It may, in our masculine society, um, this message tonight may not fit into everything that we um, have seen. But I, would, I will offer you this tonight, that it wouldn't have seemed strange to David, who abandoned all he was for his first love. He did not have an academic pursuit of God. It wasn't just a, simply a Bible study. This was a physical, spiritual, and emotional pursuit of God. Jesus said it like this in Luke ten twenty seven. He said, he answered and he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Literally, this would, this relationship that he talked about, it would consume us. It would turn our world upside down, inside out. Because he told us that he made us for his pleasure. Tonight, I want to offer you tonight is this. It's a, it's a divine romance that God has between you, him and I. You're going to hear me say I tonight or me. And what I want you to do is put yourself in that place. Or put the church. Because the church is the bride of Christ. In Solomon, Song of Solomon 2.10, it says, My beloved spoke to me and said, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. He bids me to come away with him. No petitions, no requests, not asking for anything. He has pledged himself to me. I pledge myself to him. I have eyes for only him. I can't help but stare at him. He is adorned with all his beauty, majesty, glory, and splendor. I must make myself ready for an encounter with the king. Remember Esther, how she prepared for that encounter with the king. Song of Solomon 1 4 says, Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. Friends, we rejoice and delight. We praise you, love, love, more, more, love more than wine. How right they are to adorn you. He was telling him, he says, there was a preparedness, there was a readiness for the king, adorned in those days with humility, holiness, peace, and gentleness, meekness, and submission. These are the pleasing adornments that God wants us. This is what pleases the king. He said this in 1 Peter 3, 4, and 5. Rather, it should be your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way that holy women of the past, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands. Now I want to offer you tonight, we are the bride of Christ. So we can apply this to us. This, this outer, I, I, there was one place in here where he talked about that inner self, that gentle and quiet spirit. So I wanted to look at this. That quiet spirit, a divinely inspired inner calmness, described as being appropriately tranquil, but not, but not mis using or overusing words that would stir up needless friction or destructive commotion. See, he was telling us he wanted us to love so deep, deeply that we would physically ache. Love so passionately that the flame, when a gust of wind would come up, it would actually bring, bring the flame back to life. Love so limitless that it would span time and would be anchored in eternity. See, I, co I, come, I come to hide myself in Him. He is the prize of worship, 
Not what I can get from Him, but who I have obtained in Him. Song of Solomon 2, 3, and 4 says it like this. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. I delight to sit in His shade, and His fruit is sweet to my taste. Let Him lead me to the banquet hall, and let His banner over me be love. See, David said it like this in Psalms 23. He said, He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. See, when we fall in love, Remember when you first fell in love. Remember how everything, everything was consumed by that other person. You could not think about anything else. You would look at them. It didn't matter if they had money. It did not matter if they had a cent. All that mattered was you were in love. You could think of nothing else. The wife, all she could think about, it, it didn't matter. He was beautiful. He was gorgeous. Nothing mattered. It didn't matter what kind of job he had. He didn't even need a job in those days. All you thought about was him. That's how God, that's the portraying of here, what he's saying to us, is this relationship with him and I should be so that I'm not coming after him to get something. It's not what I'm going to get out of this relationship. It's who I have obtained in this relationship. Imagine, imagine that those days would be like this, that all you could think about was that next encounter. You couldn't let go of the phone because all you wanted to do was be there to listen to what they had to say. When we first fell in love, that's what it looked like. See, Song of Solomon 2.13 says, The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. See, He wants us to drop all that we're doing, put aside our chores, our labor, leave our tasks at hand. He says, all I'm interested in is having you. His affection is deep and constant. He's looking for us to lose ourselves in Him. I will, he says this, I will not disappoint. You will be satisfied. Romans 12.1, he talks about it there. He says, you offering ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice. What do I look like? What do I look like before him? He says this in Song of Solomon 4.7, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. That's how he looks at us. When we come before him, holy and pleasing, he desires to have me. It's not about what I can get or gain, but to have him. It's like that waiting virgin who's pure and holy, undefiled. You'd say to yourself tonight, well, that isn't me. I want to offer to you tonight. Yes, it is. See, he has made you holy. His grace has made you pure. He has made you a virgin in his sight. He's saying, listen, I can't wait to be with you. It is my desire. I have a constant yearning to be next to you. He desires His grace. He has put it in us. I must remain pledged to Him. All I can think about is Him. All I can dream about is Him. My hands sweat. My heart races. It is the one I've waited for. This is how He thinks of me. This is how He sees me. Song of Solomon 4.9, He says, You have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride. You have stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes and with jewel of your necklace. Song of Solomon 5.1, I have come into my garden my sister, my bride. See, I can't wait to look in his eyes just to look upon his face. He's ravaging. He's radiant. He's extravagant. The Bible says in Revelation that his eyes are a blazing fire. His feet are like burnished bronze. His head has many crowns. And out of his mouth comes a sharp two-edged sword. See, he's telling us this. His voice is like many waters. He has come. He desires to spend time with me if I would not hesitate. If I would not be too busy. 
Song of Solomon 7.10, he says, I belong to my beloved, and his desire is for me. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside and spend time a night in the villages. See, he wants to romance me. He desires a dinner date. See, I want to walk with him. I want to spend time with him. I can't wait to see him. He can't wait to be with me. I talk on and on. He listens. He doesn't, he doesn't stop me. He says, keep on going. I love to hear what you have to say. What's important to him becomes important to me. His interests become mine. What bothers him bothers me. I must feel his heartbeat, his pulse next to mine. To obtain this, I must worship him. You and me alone, God. It's here in this place. You and me alone. Song of Solomon 8.6. He says, He placed a seal over my heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. His jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench His love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned. He is jealous for my affections. He has sealed me with His Holy Spirit. Waters cannot put out this fire. It is a mighty flame. This is the divine romance. To apprehend, to know Him, to experience Him. See, last week I talked about John the Baptist. His father was Zechariah. It was here that God would speak to him as he entered the temple that, that day. It says, the Bible talks about how that he would wait his turn. When you were a priest, you would wait to go into that Holy of Holies. You may spend all your life for that one time you would get to go in there. There was 300 before you and behind you that were waiting their turn to be a priest to go in. And Zechariah waited. He waited and it was at that point that God spoke to him and told him about his son, John the Baptist. He waited to go inside. This was his ultimate thing that he would do in his life. He could actually die after this. That's how much time, that's how much effort, that's how important this encounter would be. past a brazen altar and to the place where God's presence resided. On the cherubim, the presence of God dwelt between the cherubim. As a priest, this is what you live for. Ultimately, you could die by going in that court. Afterwards, everything would pale in comparison to this encounter. People who went in there unworthy became leprous. Yet our husband... He tore the veil that separates us so we can enter into that holy place. He welcomes us in. I want you to know tonight that He desires that kind of a relationship. He desires that encounter. He desires for us to know Him like that. You say, well, I'm not worthy. I, I'm not that virgin. Yes, you are. It doesn't matter who you are. He says, I have graced you. I have given you my holiness. It's sufficient. Tonight, as we worship together, I want us just to think about this thought. It's me and Him alone. Nobody else in the room. It's you and me alone, God. I have come for the audience of one. I have come because the, He's beckoning me. He's calling me even now. He's saying, come away with me. Come away with me. I desire to know you. I desire to hear what you have to say. See, this world 
And at times, I know as husbands and wives, when our wife keeps talking sometimes, we're like, hey. But he doesn't do that. We talk. We tell him our dreams. He wants to spend time with us. He desires to know us. He keeps listening. He's calling us. He's beckoning us tonight to come into that place with Him.
enclosed A locked garden A fountain sealed I am your resting place I am your resting place Here, O oh Lord, have I prepared A place for you to dwell Here in the reservoir of me
as you beckon us, as you call us away, say, come away with me. Lord, I pray that we would honor that plea. And Lord, that we would close ourselves off in you, where we would find a place, a closet. Lord, that only you and me alone. Lord, that you're calling us into that place, drawing us into that place, Lord. I pray your blessing on us tonight. I pray your, your presence on our lives, Lord, as we leave this house. Lord, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit goes with us. Lord, we thank you for it. In your name, amen.